cardboard box washed up on the beach. Holy fish paste! It's Bazzi. Like a naughty headed nigga spose Never meant to make it past 20 What a nigga told But I'm right here I deserve a toast Praise to the most high I get high the most Whoa, say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. Say hallelujah, hallelujah Hello, 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 hello Hallelujah, everybody. No, hello, everybody. My name is Bozzy. And my name is Reese. And this is the official Boz cast. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank you all for, for honestly, I want to thank y'all all for being alive, for being awake, and for being aware. And just want to make sure everybody knows that we love y'all. Like, yeah. I want to start, I want to start like that. Oh, yeah. Because how the world is, how the world is, is getting back to the simple. We gonna get there. Okay. So, if you're hearing my voice, you can always go listen to my voice at other places, such as Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, along with other um, podcasting platforms. Um, just if you Google us, you'll figure it out. Um, you can go to our website as well, officialboscast.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Bozzy C. That's at B-O-Z-Z-I-E-C. And you can follow me on Instagram at emo one Reese cup Also, we have our cash app set up as cash app forward slash dollar sign official Bozcast. No? No, it is. Is that it? We beat the record, man. I think we beat the record. <laughs> we beat the record. Yeah, yeah. I should have set a time. Timer? No, I got a timer right there. It's right in front of me. Yeah, a minute and 12 seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, we body that. So, um, before I get any further, how are you? I'm good. I'm here, alive, I'm well. Yes. How are you? I'm, I'm the same. I'm getting to a point where I'm like, like you just said, I'm alive, I'm well. I'm, well. I'm trying to be more present. Right. I'm trying to be more present. It's difficult because we live in a time that says go, 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 go. Yeah. So it's hard for me to be like, all right, stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is oh, back with gee. okay. Uh, um, <laughs> oh my God. It's hard for it's hard for me to go stop. You know what I mean? And just take a deep breath. Like I feel so proud of myself because mm -hmm. my my with my uh, <laughs> coaching session that I had two weeks ago. I think we mm -hmm. talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. My, I guess my homework or my task was to become more more like childlike. And to be more childlike and to um, spend more time with my kids and really enjoying that time. Yeah. And it, it's not, it hasn't been perfect because my days are just, uh, there's so many things I'd like to do during the day. Mm -hmm. However, my weekends, I've been able to really put time into spending with my older son. Yeah. And I already kind of find my time to spend with, with the little one. But my older son, like, I played a video game with him. We went to the park. We played catch. Like, I busted my knee trying to run, <laughs> run away and play hide and seek. But those are the types of things that I want to be, be present for. Right. I want to be present right. and for you to just say, you know, I'm alive, I'm well. Those are the types of things we always lose. No, yeah, you got to be present because 
time is like flying by so fast. You get caught up in so many things. And if you don't like appreciate the time that you have now, like you're going to look and it's going to be 15 years later and you're still about to yeah. graduate high school. I don't want that for me. Yeah, I don't want that for me. You know what I mean? I, I don't think either of us want that for us. No. You know, I, I want to be able to appreciate my son because there are going to be things about my son. Like I, when I, when I first had my kid, my oldest, I realized that that everybody always said, "Oh, that's such a good age." Every age is a good age. Yeah. Every age is a good age. Newborns smell amazing. They're so small. They they depend on you, mm-hmm. but they cry. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Next up, um, one, they're amazing. But like they're still fragile. Yeah. And you still gotta watch out for them. Right. Toddlers, they're amazing. You get to actually play with them. You can wrestle with them a little bit. You can actually have conversations with them. Mm-hmm. But they talk back and they get into things. You're just like, oh my God. Right. Fi- like every age, there's a drawback. There's a plus side and a drawback. Like, I feel like it's of course like more of a positive than negative for each. All stage. of this, like, yeah, it's more yeah. of a positive. Because then when our kid becomes 21. You know, I might take them out to, I might take them to a bar for the first time, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but the drawback is, I don't get to see, I don't get to spend this time with him every single day. Right. So now he every has his apartment, like he's yeah, away, like, then he gets his girlfriend, then he gets his wife, then uh, like geez. it separates. But then it's like now we're kicking it, we're friends basically. Mm-hmm. We go out on the weekends together. We might, you know, by the time I'm forty and fifty <laughs> or whatever, I might decide, hey, we just gonna we gonna get a boat. We're just going to go out on the, on the boat for a couple a couple hours, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be me and my sons. So right. as you as they get older, there are but the, the drawback is I only get to see them twice a year. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how life progresses. So when people are always saying, oh, that's such a good age. Like, not every age is a good age. You get right. to appreciate it. Right. right you now, have to appreciate. You have to. Because right now my son is five. And we spend we get to play video games together. Mm-hmm. That's important to me, right? Because it's something really that I didn't have, and it wasn't because my parents wasn't there. It was because like I just didn't have a video game system. Mm-hmm. I have put our we have put ourselves in the position where we afforded ourselves the luxury to be able to have a video game system, right? And we're I think responsible with it. We don't play it every single day. We might it might collect dust for two weeks. No, literally like Monday through Thursday for a fact he's not playing video no. games. No, and the reason Friday is off the table is because that's my day off, and that's you know it's my day off too. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like together. family fun day. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. But we've afforded ourselves the luxury to be able to do that. So, because of that, I like to enjoy in that time with my son and just my whole family. So, yeah, man, you got to be present. You got to be present. It's so important. It's right. so important. I was just listening to this um, this interview. Shout out to Vanessa Michelle. She's a Boscast alum, but she had this conversation with this woman named um, Lindsay Jo Scott, and she was just talking about um, creating like space for like self-preservation and mm-hmm. just like what self-preservation means. And the takeaway topic, what was it? Uh, something along the lines of um, self-care should not involve capitalism, meaning you shouldn't have to spend money to take care of yourself. Right. You shouldn't have to go to the spa. Right. Like sometimes you need to just find a corner of your house mm-hmm. and, and find some quiet space. Right. That That's, could be anything. It could be you laying down for a few minutes, listening to music, your favorite song or whatever, like just some extra time in the shower, like by yourself. She literally like, said that. She was like even crying in the shower. I'm gonna tell you something, crying is therapeutic. Yeah. You need to. I've, God has given us 
the ability to have so many different emotions for a reason. Listen. Like, we got to let our laughter out. That's good for you. We got to let crying out, which is good for you, too. Like, you cannot hold on to, like, different things and not be able to release, like. Exactly. Yeah. It is a release. Yeah. If you are not, I'm going to sneeze. I already know it. Maybe not. If you are not really, I. There you go. God bless you. Thank you. That felt good, too. Came out. Um, If you are not doing those things, can't really remember where I was going with that. Release. It's release. Like, imagine just drinking hella water and never sweating or peeing. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. It's going to build up. You're going to get sick because you got to pee. Like, that's not healthy. That's trifling. That is pretty (laughs) trifling. So those are the types of things, like, man, like, yeah, man. Like, it's important to be present. It's necessary, yeah. It's important to be present. Um, Speaking of the present... Uh, recently we just celebrated Juneteenth. What? It's bittersweet for me. Why? It's bittersweet because I didn't even know Juneteenth was a thing until like three years ago. Yeah, for me, I've heard about it, like, but like very sparingly throughout my life. Like, <laughs> like here and there, like I had a general idea of what happened. But really, not until, like, very recently. I'd say, like, within the last, like, two years, like, that I know, like, really what it meant. Yeah, and for me, part of it is my growth and evolution. But uh, part of it was, like, I've, I reject things that are waves. Mm-hmm. I just have always been like that. Yeah. Literally always been like that. Like, I reject things that are waves. So when people got on the whole woke wave, I'm like, all right, let's balance Mm -hmm. let me go i'm gonna go to the other side there's too many people over here let me go to the other side and see when i say other side i don't mean like oh i'm gonna be a chad like no like (laughs) that's not what i'm saying yeah what i'm saying is like go to the other side of like nuance like okay everything's blackity black like let me come over here Mm -hmm. and see both sides let me see both sides there's too many people over here for me to see what this is for what it is right so um and then you you start to get to a point, I'm going to be honest with you, it's a quote, it says, if, if you are aware and black, mm-hmm. to be, it says something like, to it's be aware and like, black is to be enraged at all times. Yeah. And that is a fact. No, yeah. To just understand what's going on in the world right? and to be black and just to see the th- certain things, you can't close your eyes to it once your eyes are open. Right. You cannot o- close your eyes to it. You're just like, Oh my God! Here comes some more racist shit. Like it just, yeah, it just piles up. It piles up and it piles on. Well, it gets annoying because you're able to see those things, and then when you see like, like your like other black people like not see like certain things, you're like, what's wrong with you? Like you cannot see like what's been hidden like for so long, or like things that are not even hidden, like like in plain sight. Listen, I gotta be completely frank with you. Um... I've just, I've put, and and this has to be God. It has to be God. My value on things has dramatically changed. Yeah. Dramatically changed. The way I look at things has dramatically changed. Yeah. And my dad definitely started, started it with me because... My dad was always about, you got to get this, you got to get this. But he would never get the most expensive thing because it was the most expensive thing. He would justify it by what his needs were. Right. So he would look at what he needed. And then I've seen my dad downsize based off of need. Yeah. Right. So he goes, okay, this is the best, this is the best keyboard in the the, um, industry. However, I could sell this keyboard. 
and I can get this laptop mm-hmm. and I can flip the keyboard to a low, a lesser keyboard, but the laptop is going to have all the sounds I need. Right. So my, I've watched my dad do that in my life. So because my dad has had that attitude, I've always had the attitude of you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. You get what you pay for. Right. What is this going to do for you? That is the way I look at material, right? Yes, I could get this $1,000 car. Am I going to need to fix it every single week? Is that worth it? In this case, it is. we had to make that decision. Mm-hmm. In this case, it is worth it because right. this is gonna. we can pay this off in six months. We can have this car for a year and a half and it pay for itself within... With, and we had the car for, what, two years? Mm-hmm. And we couldn't have it much longer than that. It was a wrap, right? right? Yeah. So you deal with what you can when you have it. Yeah. But I just look at these like rappers still, still, and we are still enthralled uh, with having 17 chains. I don't that get it. That doesn't make sense. I don't <laughs> get it. I get it in the 90s. I get it. But when you know better, you got to do better. Right. I refuse to believe we got this many idiots walking around. Yeah, it's like the first thing you do when you get some money, like buy chains, get cars, like. It's like, okay, like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, invest. <laughs> get you a house. Like, get your mom a house. Like, set your family up. Land. Like, Y'all buying goodness. six and seven cars. Never understood it. You buying mansions, ain't got a family. Yeah, I, know. I don't understand. And now I think when you, it, I, the reason I'm bringing that up is because you said, like, mm-hmm. when you are, uh, when you see other people don't get it, you start to get enraged mm-hmm. even more. Like, oh, come on, y'all, please. I'm trying to help all. I'm trying to help us. Right. It's the same thing like with me at work. I get so irritated because it ain't enough black people in, in management positions. Yeah. But the worst part is ain't enough black people that step up and can do it. Yeah. It's, it's not enough people that can do it. It's not enough people that can step up and make a difference. Right. You see what I'm saying? No, yeah, I, I make a difference. Like at my job, we have like a very diverse, for the most part, team. No, it ain't diverse. No, we yeah. can talk about why it ain't diverse later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one type of person that gets hired. You are the minority. <laughs> no, well, yeah, like, um, so yeah, it's a black girl. Like, does she, how you say? Okay, so she became an assistant manager. And... Like she's so, like she's cool for the most part. Of course, there are things that like I don't like about her, but that's Everybody beside got the so, point. Got yeah, and um, no, yeah. So she's young or whatever. She got the position, and I just feel like like as a woman of color, like as a minority, like double minority, like this is your time to step it up. Like especially in a place where the majority is white. Rich people. Yeah, we we work in a very um, very pale suburb. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah, so like she got the position, and like she does everything like well. Like she works well. She knows what she's doing. Like, and she's the type that she likes to do things according how they're supposed to be done. Right. But the only like downfall with it is. she just doesn't have a good attitude. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say, like, because I know it's, like, a stereotype that all black women or whatever, like, they just have this attitude about them. It's not like that. No, it's not like that. Because the, the, there is a black woman attitude that Judge Hatchet, that's, the, that's a black woman attitude that to yeah. me ain't negative, but it's scary. Yeah. It's women like that. This is not that. 
No, like in this case, she just doesn't engage with anybody. She just seems bothered a lot. Yeah, like as a person like in management or whatever, like is, is your duty to train like new employees and this and that. She hates that about her job. Yeah. <laughs> she, she doesn't like to. It makes it show. Known. Yeah, she knows. Yeah, everybody knows. Like, like everybody's like walking on eggshells. Like, oh, is she good today? Like, is she not good today? Like, at this point, I've come to know her more. So like, whatever mood she comes in, like we're still cool. Like, but it's like, yeah, people come in and like there's complaints all the time about her. Oh, like she, she, her attitude sucks. Like people that have been like, man, she's such a bee, like and this and that, like, and, and it it just bothers me because it's like you're so young, not everybody gets the chance or the opportunity to be in your spot, and like, like it's like people rooting for you. Like my boss, like her boss, like he put in a good word for you, knowing how you've been. Right. And, um, like, I don't know, like, I would just go above and beyond. Not to really prove, like, to a white person or, like, just to. I Don't give people an excuse. That's my biggest thing. Don't give people an excuse to be like, oh, I yeah, know why she's not working hard. Yeah, to have something else to say about, yes. oh, I hate it here. Like, these black people are, you know, like, they're always going to say something. Like, and it's just so annoying. It's an, it's unfortunate that you have to think like that, but I'm one of those people. I'm unapologetically black, mm-hmm. but my blackness, and it's not even just my blackness. It's my just what I am as a human. I am hu- I am human, right? Yeah. So I am humble. I use human. I am humiliated. Mm-hmm. So if I do something wrong, like the other day, the other day, <laughs> I'm the only one at work, but we have the we, we're using Microsoft Teams as a way to to interact with people. Mm -hmm. So we went from having three supervisors um, per shift, per whatever, Mm -hmm. to two, mostly one. Mm -hmm. So I tell them, I listen, like, and the reason, okay, I'm I'm, I'm telling them I'm getting some food, but I want to be clear about about what food I'm getting so they know, well, why didn't he just go to the break room? Yeah. Well, the break room doesn't have what I need. So I'm very clear. I'm like, look, I'm going to go get some fruit from the store. Like, let me know if you guys need anything. Mm-hmm. Talking about like need any help, right? I come back, or I'm I'm, and I get the messages to my phone. I'm getting blown up. Like people just sending food, like oh sushi, oh papaya, whatever. Like I'm like, what is going on? I said I'm going to go get fruit. Let me know if you need anything. Mm. They all started putting orders in, and they knew I wasn't gonna get orders. <laughs> they knew what that, what they knew what I meant, but I wasn't clear. Yeah. So when I came back, I go, "You guys are right. You know, I'm always talking about being specific. You use that against me. I earned that. Yeah. That's a small, lighthearted way of saying exactly what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I got a mustache hair going up and a nose hair coming down. They are just battling it up, arm wrestling. <laughs> but anyway, I I earned that. Mm-hmm. And it's a small way of saying, like, yeah, when you do something wrong, you got to own up to it. Or you do something off, you got to own up to it. Right. But as a black man, I can't let that happen. No. So I'm, and I know it's small. That's a stupid little thing. No, but everything, everything matters. Yes. Yeah. Everything matters. And as a black man, I don't give them the opportunity to call me less than. Yeah. You can't. No. You can't. You know that when I leave here, it's less, it's worse. No matter what. If I leave for the weekend, it's worse. Yeah. 
It's worse. And it, it's going to be worse <laughs> because I bring a lot to the table. I don't give them the opportunity to miss me. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, when I say black people need to do more, we are the thing, the reason we got to do more is because we can. Mm hmm. We are so good at things without trying, and that's what breaks my heart. Right. Because we still don't try. Right. But we want to complain about what isn't. But we we can do it. Right. But we want to complain about what isn't. That's what breaks my heart. I hate it. I hate it. And as a black man, when I see other black people doing less than their capability, right. I just get hurt. No, yeah, that's why I like look at the big picture or whatever. And I see, like, the black people, like, have been attacked so hard for so long. And, like, like you know, like, when the enemy, like, attacks you, like, it's because you hold some something great within you. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, you want to just shake the people up and be like, no, like, tell everybody there's greatness, like, in you. Like, just get up and, like, be your, be your best because, like... You got it. Like <laughs> Yes. When people are weaker than you, they get more aggressive. Right. When people are dumber than you, they try to get demeaning. Mm-hmm. And when you don't step up and go, no, that's not how that works. They they start to get, they start to feel that power. Right. But that's false power. Yeah. There's a reason why they shoot us for being black. I hate talking. Nah, I don't hate it. There's a reason why they shoot us for being black. They see something in us that for some reason we can't. Yeah. I still don't understand it. Right. Because we we question this for what? The last month. Right. I don't know what's in my skin that is so intimidating to you. Right. But it's something. And you got to just be aware. There's something. Something is in you that they don't like and that they're trying to suppress at all costs <laughs> because if they can suppress it now they're they are the dominant mm-hmm. and it's just weird like we got this stockholm syndrome as black people in this country as if like we got to be thankful for all white people to do things for us i'm thankful for white people that i am thankful for white people that understand what they have yeah and don't become less than to appease to me no i don't right, do that to right right don't treat me like the little retarded kid in the back. And I'm not saying, you know, understand what I'm saying. Don't treat me like the little kid that can't do, that right, can't. Right. Don't treat me like that. So those are the types of things that, I don't know, man. It bothers me when I, when I, when I see what we can be and then I see what people choose. Right. And it's like we got so many of these rappers and so many of these ball players in the league. That just don't get it. Right. They don't get it. They're so enthralled with things. Right. And the last thing I'm going to say before we break is I think I told y'all a couple months ago, like God told me, he revealed to me that me and my family are rich. And I had to laugh at God when he said that. I hate saying he, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. I had to, I had to laugh at God when God said that. And when I say God spoke to me, I want to be clear. I did not hear an audible sound. God doesn't God for me does not talk with words. He implants ideas that expand. It's really weird. But then it's a different feeling too cuz you can have oh, ideas t- oh, and not oh, totally. be from God. That's why you got to be in tune like You got to be in yeah. tune with the spirit yeah. cuz it's like it's an idea that's a complete We have little ideas like I wonder what would happen if No. When it is from God, 
it is comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere complete, and it's complete yes. a complete story that right. if you tried to explain it, it would take you 15 minutes, but you got it in an instant. Yeah. So I just want to make that clear. But when I when I was told that we're rich, I'm like, what do you mean rich? And then I started seeing things and I'm like, oh my God, we're we are rich. Mm-hmm. We are we are rich. Right. We have a relationship that gets on my nerves. 80% of the time, but the other 20%, I look at other people. <laughs> <laughs> the other 20%, I look at other people's situations and people are hurting. Yeah. Hurting for somebody that loves them. Hurting for somebody that understands. Right. Hurting for somebody that cares. Hurting. Right. And I'm over here like, not ever taking it for granted, but I'm over here like, it's but, not that hard. Yeah. It's really not that hard. But you guys are looking for vanity. You're looking for things. That's the problem. Right. You got to get out of that. That's when God showed me that you're rich. Why are you rich? Because you appreciate what you are, mm-hmm. not what you have. Right. You appreciate what you what where you where you are, not what you have, not the physical things you have. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Right. I'm rich. I'm blessed. I'm rich. Healthy. I'm healthy. I'm rich. So those are the types of things that we all need to kind of get out of. You look at your situation, your situation looks very broken. And one of my favorite things is when Dave Chappelle was talking to his dad and was like, dad, you know, we're poor. He's like, we're not poor. Mm -hmm. We're broke. We're not poor. And words, words matter. Words are important. We are not poor. We are rich. Right. And we, and we have wealth within ourselves. Now I will say that we will be very affluent. And that's going to happen mm-hmm. because that's what God that's what God wants. He's been preparing us for philanthropic work. Yeah. He's been preparing us. So we got we have to pause. We gotta pause. <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna be one of them ones, but it's gonna be one of them ones. Um we'll be right back. Out of all of my options, you'll be the top one. Maybe you got one up. Hit me hard, hit me louder. Damn all that power. I want too much, too much. They should you give me high But you got a word I'm feeling When you decide That was a good argument. It was a good <laughs> argument. Yeah, nah, it's a good point. You can't, there's no beat to be heard. <laughs> so, I want to let you start. I want to let you lead on this. Um, okay. I feel like you have had, for better or worse, let me ask you a question. Yes. Who was your first black teacher? Actually, I was in an all-black neighborhood, so. Yeah, I know. My principal was black, and it was a woman. Let me just oh, tell you that. Yes. Oh, she ain't take no shit. Oh no, I was terrified. <laughs> I was no terrified. Miss Thornton. I will oh, never that's forget. a word. That's a 
That's the name. That's she will name. pierce you with them thorns. Thorn? Let me tell you. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. So the principal was black. Principal First was principal, black. or are you talking about high school? No, kindergarten. Kindergarten. Principal was black. Yeah, elementary school. Yep. What about your first black teacher? Principal is important. I'm not saying. Kindergarten. Love it. Yep. Love Ms. it. Miss Fisher. Yep. What do you What do you think that did for you? I don't know. I, I don't know. I felt comfortable. Like I don't know. In our school, it was very. I guess I was. Maybe I was to call it like a woke school or whatever. Like we celebrated uh, Black History Month. Like it was the biggest holiday. Let me ask you something. How many How many black teachers have you had? One. Okay. One. I say like five times. You had like five black teachers throughout my whole. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's crazy. I've had one. Really. My first black teacher, I think I was sixteen. Really. First black teacher, I was sixteen. She was our Spanish teacher. She was our Spanish teacher. <laughs> that's cool. But how did that make you feel? I didn't know. I didn't know. I was so used to white Christian people Mm -hmm. being my teacher. My first male teacher wasn't until I was 12. I think I got a complex toward white men Mm -hmm. because of him. Really? Yes. He was the one. Yeah. Yeah. He was the one that basically told... He didn't tell me I wouldn't amount to nothing. Mm-hmm. I think it's worse. I, if somebody calls you, like, trash, it's worse almost he than when they trash? call you average. He called you trash? No, he called me average. Oh. Average. Ugh. Yeah. I don't stand out. Yeah, that's crazy. He called me... He didn't call me average, but he said to my dad, you know, you know, maybe... maybe Maybe he'll just, you know, some some kids are just destined to be C students. And that's okay. Now, that messaging is probably not that bad. But I've been I've been with a king king in me my whole life. So to call me average to say you'll never stand out, you'll never you'll never be more than I I think I have a complex. Yeah. I think I have a complex. I think that might have traumatized me. Yeah. This podcast has been therapy, by the way. Like it's been making me think about a lot of things that have happened in my life. Well, the thing, like I said, that's how like the enemy works. You're saying you know there's greatness in you, and that's how you felt. And like for, like it's so annoying how words like really do have an effect on people. Like even if it's something like very vague or like just in passing, like like negative words really stick, and positive words really, really stick. Yeah. So it's just like crazy that 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 like that that messed with me. Yeah. And and again, my first teacher, my first black teacher, was a woman. My only black teacher. I'm trying to think, my only ever. There were black teachers at my school, but I never had like it was a coach, a football mm-hmm. coach. I never had his class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only black teacher I ever had. Was a was a part time one semester Spanish teacher. 
Super thick for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> super thick for no reason. I remember that. <laughs> super thick. She wasn't that pretty. She was super thick. Um, yeah. Yeah, that... So, yeah, sorry. So, what do you think that... You said you celebrated Black History Month. Like, you yes. actually celebrated? No, yeah. Like, uh, we would have, like, a... I can't remember if it was, like, every day throughout the month. Can I stop you? How many... What was the... How was your class split, like, between white, Hispanic, and black? It was probably, like, 90% black, 9% Hispanic... No, like a little more than nine percent, and then like that little itty bit was white. That's funny. Yeah, there was barely any white. Do people. you remember not speaking English in in kindergarten? Do you remember not knowing English that well in kindergarten? Um, actually, no. You don't remember. Mm-mm. But you know, you didn't know English. Like you didn't have exposure to America. Like English. well, my brother he spoke English because he was going to school first, so it was like I would speak. English, but it was like backwards, and like I would still use Spanish words, and like. Do you remember doing that? I would. I don't remember, but I know it would have to be that way because, like. Yeah, because your parents. So you talked to your no, parents. No, yeah, in and Spanish. I remember. Well, no, yeah, no, because my mom spoke English. But your dad did not. He, Listen, he didn't, so I would have I to talk to him. I knew her dad when he still didn't really speak English. Like since I've known him, he's actually like. I don't know if he did the that thing, on purpose. The thing he really knew he has no. I know he English, always knew English, but his accent was super thick for the longest time. It's like time. he didn't speak it on purpose. Like, but now as I've known him, his mm-hmm. English has gotten way crisper. But yeah. anyway, sorry. So you said there was like ninety percent black kids, mm-hmm. and like the other ten percent was basically Hispanic. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. So you said okay. So what do you think that did for you? Like being being in a mostly black school with with a black teacher. Um, I don't know. The thing is, it was something I was used to. Like in my neighborhood, my neighborhood was black, and it was a bunch of Puerto Ricans on our side of town. Yeah. So like, it felt normal. I didn't feel like out of place or anything. Right. Like the only time I felt out of place was when I would say something like, "Oh, I remember we had to like discuss like what we did like in the morning or something, or like well, like just say like what we did in the day or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, in the morning time, like, um." I woke up, I went to the bathroom, and I washed my teeth. Oh, wash your teeth, yeah. Yeah, and, like, everybody just started laughing. I'm like, like, why are you guys laughing? Ah, oh, you said wash your teeth. Like, and they're like, ah, oh, you use a wash rag to wash your teeth. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, you guys know what I mean. Like, I clean my teeth. Ah, oh, she just, like, it yeah. was just, like, so annoying. Yeah. And, like, that would be annoying. And it's just weird. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird because it's like I can, like, I know I am a woman of color, like, and I know, like, my parents, like, their ancestors, and not that far either, like, they're, like, the blackest shade of black, like, yeah, and, like, we joke about it a lot, but, like, my dad's grandparents were, like, purple, like, dark purple, yeah, like, that's how black they were, so I know that I am, like I said, a woman of color, but mm-hmm. I am Hispanic, like, I didn't, I was not born or raised in Puerto Rico. Right. And I was born like on the east side of Youngstown. Yeah. So it was just like a little confusing because like I felt like I it was hard for me to relate 
or like to find my place. Right. Like, cause I didn't want to act like I was trying to pretend to be black. I wonder how that is because like as a black man or as a black kid, it's, it's less, there's less differences. Like you are literally leaving school and going home to a different country. Mm-hmm. Like that has to be weird. Like, no, like how was that? Or did, did it not click to you that at this place they're speaking a different way mm-hmm. than they are speaking at my house? No, because I'm telling you, like my mom, she was born and raised in New York. So she was Americanized. Like she she's American. Speaks, yeah. She speak, speaks Spanglish. And I'm sure it was worse back then. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure it was worse back then because it's bad now. She'd be like, no, como se dice one Like you'd be like, ma, like. No, to me, switching. really, like, I go home and it's just, like, normal. Like, I understand them. Like, I know what they're talking about. Like, it, it's normal. Like When did you realize that you were different? I realized. Or your upbringing was different? Um, I don't know. I guess it was just weird because, I don't know, I just always found myself, like, not being able to, like, relate completely like to a group like mm-hmm. like to the Puerto Ricans or whatever like they were just like going in on their Spanish or whatever like you heard them down the hall like and I could understand them but at that point like I couldn't hold those conversations with them anymore because I got so used to speaking English Which all the I time. Don't understand. Yeah. Even in my life like I know Spanish much better than I ever knew it when I first met you. Much better. Like I understand like full sentences to speak to somebody in Spanish, I feel like my mouth turns numb. No, no, the thing is annoying. It, it was the annoying thing. Okay, so if I spoke proper, quote unquote, like the black kids would make fun of me because I'm sounding proper. But really, I just want, I'm trying to learn like English, English yeah. as it is or whatever. So like, I would kind of like, I mean, after a while, like it just became a normal thing. But there would be times that I kind of like forced myself to speak more like a little slang or whatever but then like i would get like from my family oh you need to speak more spanish like so like i would feel weird to speak spanish because i was not born in puerto rico so like i felt like i did not have an authentic puerto rican accent so i felt like if i were to speak like in that group they can automatically pick up that my accent is not right and then they would make fun of me for like stuff like that too right so it's like, and then I know a lot of Mexicans, so I've picked up on their um, dialect. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just like a whole mix. Yeah, and I just felt like I could never just like find my place. So here's a question: When did you, when did you first like learn about Juneteenth? Like first remember hearing something about Juneteenth? I don't know. It would have to be. Like I said, like in my elementary school, my principal, she did not play. We had the whole month doing stuff. We had like activities. We had like um, like ceremonies and stuff where like there's like groups of girls or whatever that would dance Harambe and like different people that would come or like people from the school, like the kids, they would sing songs like and like that lift every voice song down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that song. Like, I don't. No, we would sing like those types of songs and like we would watch movies and stuff. I take it back, my preschool teachers were black. But really? they ain't really 
I don't really remember much from that. Yeah. Like learning anything. They took care of me. Preschool is different. But I do remember knowing how to write my name in yeah. preschool. In preschool, I knew how to write my name. Like, no. and like three and four years old, I knew how to write my name, Christopher, full. You know what I mean? I knew how to write that. Mm. No, well, yeah, like I... Like I'm sure they brought it up, but like like that's what I said. That's why I say that I vaguely remember like Juneteenth, like and then like I wouldn't hear it for like years, and then yeah. I would hear it come back up, and I had like a idea of what it meant, but like not until like recently, like within the past two years, like is until like I had actual understanding of what that meant. Yeah, I want to say something um, about Juneteenth, so. I learned because I didn't really know about June. I mean, I remember hearing words about it, but I never knew how impactful it was. Yeah. Um, until until recently, and it's what well, if you don't know, it's celebrated on um, June nineteenth, and oh, yes. Now I remember on Blackish. Remember they had an episode? They did have a black a blackish episode. Yeah, on June yeah, 18. yeah. That was like a year Let me ago. tell you something. Blackish, I think it will age very well. Yeah. I believe that in the next 10 to 20 years, we will look back at Blackish mm-hmm. and we will say that this was an important piece of black American history. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that. Like they for me, because I that speaks to me more than Almost any other show, yeah. Because they're not blackity black, and they're not—they're not nothing. They're ju- they just are. Right. It's not like the Cosby Show where it's like one's a lawyer and one's a doctor. Holy shit! Like that's crazy. Yeah. It's one's a marketing expert, one's a doctor, and that's a real—that's a real dynamic. They live in California, so that's a real dynamic. Yeah. And just the type of thing, like one, Anthony Anderson's character just remi- reminds me of my dad. Yeah. Really reminds me of my dad, just like being black, being un, you know, unapologetic, but right. also being ingratiated in white and white, not culture, but white white society, being ingratiated in white society, mm-hmm. um, but never flipping. Yeah. Ever. Right. Ever. You you knew my dad. Yeah. Never flipping. He made people switch to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um yeah, I think Blackish will age very, very well because of that. I think they will I think Blackish will age very, very well because yeah. of that. Because I relate to it. It's more middle class, right. upper middle class right. maybe. And the kids are they're trying to get their kids to understand what black history is. Like it's a mm. lot. It's a lot that goes on. Right. So I just believe that, that that will prove to be a very important piece of art in the next 10 to 20 years because right. they never were like, oh, that's too much. We can't talk about it. No, no, they talked about it. They talk about a lot of They like, talk really about it all. They talk about topics. it all. Yeah. They talked about um, the pr- police brutality mm-hmm. and the white people really asking questions like, well, what do you want me to do? Right. And they really be like, this is what you need. And it's like tear jerking episodes yeah. with still humor. Like that, like, that show's going to age very well. Yeah. That show's going to age very well. I want to kind of try my best because I haven't read this specific post. So please, please forgive me. Um, I want to talk about what Juneteenth is. I think it's important because, and I wouldn't do this if for me, I didn't ever, I wasn't ever taught it. Mm hmm. So I think it's important that we take our time right now yeah. 
to explain it to people that might not know, because right. I was one of those people that did not know. Right. And uh, kind of go from there. All right? Yep. So, Juneteenth, it says something, something of June, also known as Freedom Day, Jubilee Day, Liberation Day, or Emancipation Day, is a holiday celebrating the emancipation of those who have been enslaved in the United States, um, originating in Texas. So, I got to back up, because this is on Wikipedia. The, it, it originates in Texas because on June 19th of, oh, please, please give me the year. Yes, of 1865, the, the slaves in Texas were told that they were free. Right. I want to make this clear. On January 1st, 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. So in 1863, the, the slaves were free. Yeah. The slaves in Texas, which were the last slaves that did not know that they were free, mm-hmm. weren't free until two and a half months later, or two and a half years later. Yeah. They were slaves for two, because they didn't, they were slaves for two and a half years, because no one told them that they were free. So that in itself pissed me off. Yeah, that's annoying. I'm thinking that this is the day that, you know, I knew it was the day I had a, I under, had an understanding that it was the day that the last slaves were freed. Mm-hmm. I did not know it's because people refused it. Not refused, but just didn't tell them. Right. So they just over there slaving, slaving away, you know, which is another phrase I got. I, like, it just, a lot of things are just coming up that I'm just like, I got I to gotta cancel that. Yeah. But anyway, ooh, slaving over a hot stove, even that. Even that slaving yeah. over a hot stove, yeah. knowing what used to go down, knowing that the, the black maids used to just to nourish a whole white family Cooking and then whip day. her titty out to go feed the white child. That is just crazy. It's crazy to me. It's just, I'm telling you, to be black and aware in America is to be enraged all the time. So yeah. you just kind of have to. Some, that's why we joke. I want to be clear before we go any further. That's why we joke. That's why we meme. Yeah. That is why we. We have we laugh to keep from crying. We laugh all of the time. We make jokes about everything. We because if we don't, we would go freaking crazy. Right. It's too much. It's too much. But anyway. So that is why we celebrate Juneteenth. Because it is the it is the day that the last slaves not were not were freed, knew that they were free. Right. Which is crazy. Two and a half years later. Two and a half years later. Right. So that is the reason why we celebrate. What's wrong? I feel like I got bit by something. Okay, we'll just check this out soon because it feels ridiculous. Okay, we'll check it. But um, that that is what Juneteenth is. Now, I did not know about Juneteenth um, until, like I said, about, about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't care about Juneteenth until maybe last year. Mm-hmm. This year... I'm blackly black. I'm 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 not for the Fourth of July. I cannot get down with the Fourth of July. I'm gonna be honest. This is a hot take, and I and I put this on social media. Uh, the American flag does not make me feel much better than the Confederate flag. I don't like the American flag. I don't. I don't like what it represents. Right. I don't like what it represents. No, yeah, for a country that claims to be free and this and that, like, can you stop there? That is the biggest, craziest part. Yeah, that's the craziest part. 
This country is predicated on freedom right. and you used enslaved human beings <laughs> as the footstool to raise you to the, the superpower in the, in the world that you are. Right. You are predicated on freedom, but you use enslaved people to get you there. Right. That's the weirdest shit I ever heard in my life. That is the type of thing that pisses me off. So when you tell me what the, oh, this is what the flag needs to be. Can you shut the hell up? I don't care about your stupid flag. Right. Burn that flag. Give me them, Give me a thong of them, uh, that flag so I can rub it between my cheeks every day. <laughs> I hate that flag. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not cool with it. I don't like the, I don't like the Confederate flag. I don't like either one. I think they both are whack. Right. I think they both are whack. And that is that is what I'm when when I when I talk about being enraged, that is what does it for me. Right. And then when I see what Juneteenth represents, it makes me angry. And you know what makes me angrier? We don't even know about it. And you know what makes me angrier than that? It's not even true. We're not even free. We don't even try to be. That's going to change. Yeah. That is going to change. This year, people are going to start seeing what freedom actually is. This year, and that's important to me, people are going to start to see what freedom actually is. The people that we are with, the people mm -hmm. that we live with, the people that we're around, I think it's important that they see what freedom actually is and what it actually means. And I think that we will, as a people, hopefully change our perspective on things and really become more together. That's a lot of what this year is doing. Right. It's a lot about what this year is doing. So I, I got to say it. And again, I'm off. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the fourth no more, man. I'm, I'm going to take my, my vacation day. No, let me tell you, for some reason, we didn't do much on Juneteenth or whatever. But to like see people actually like taking that day and celebrating it or whatever... Like, it just made me feel good that we were off. Like, we were able to spend time with our family. It was such a nice day. Like, and, like, yeah, it was, like, the first time we were able to kind of, like, celebrate it or whatever. But, like, I am more excited to celebrate that. Like, and I know that's not, that's something, like, we have so much more to go, like, in order to make things right, you know? But, um, well, let's talk about our celebration here after the break. Okay. Let's do that. And uh, we'll be right back. Smile. 
it's weird. Like we live in a world now where I gotta tell people when I'm smiling. <laughs> I hate wearing a mask. <laughs> no, when we uh, were told that we had to wear masks. I was like, dang, well, that's my best feature. <laughs> I got nothing else. <laughs> that's not true. Nice eyes. No, I do, actually. I, I be like, under the mask, I'm like, Ugh, I don't like that at all. That's not cute. No, that's not cute. I'm terrible. Ugh, I'm terrible. <laughs> you never heard of a smile? That is not a smile. <laughs> that is smearer. <laughs> Thing. Pure smearer, let me tell you. I was wondering why certain people weren't coming back. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Now I got it. They're no. probably like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Pure smearer. I am smearified. <laughs> I am smearified. And that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> I am smearified. What if I put like smiley faces with eyeliner on Don't. My, <laughs> just my do eyelids. your eyeliner with <laughs> Look, this is the thing. Like, ladies, like, embrace this time where all you got to do is fire eye makeup. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Like flames. Like, I hate hate her. So before we go any further, I just want to make sure everybody understands that we are looking for a new host on the podcast. I don't want to do this with her anymore. I'm over it. Is there an Amber Alert? Oh, I'm like, why is my phone? Like, nobody calls me at this time. That's the scariest sound. I don't know why they do that. And it's usually just, can you turn your, is is yours still on? It's It's low, yeah. Um, I feel like half the time they do this is just like a domestic issue. Like, it ain't really an abduction. Like, a baby dad just got fed up. It's like the dad or the mom, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, it makes me mad. Anyway. But it's still important. No, it's still important. It's still important. It's still important. But anyway, um, so, (laughs) Focus. So anyway, what we were talking about before is uh, Juneteenth and like how we celebrate it and how you felt about it. So kind of go go into that again. Uh, how I felt about it? No, like I was saying, I was it was like a different feeling. Like like I said, like I know this is just like a a little step into the right direction. Um, but no, like we got to spend some time together and we kind of celebrated a little like. We didn't do nothing like extravagant or anything, but just us both being off. Like we went out to the park with the kids. Um, we got food, came back, like we chilled, like we watched the Alicia Keys and John Legend. That was great. The verses battle. That was great. I needed that. Yeah, that was cool. So it was like real chill. Like it was just a nice day. Like and I look forward to celebrating, to actually like having like a celebration for the day and actually making it important and actually like Telling our kids like the importance of that day. I feel like I'm gonna cry. Okay. Um. To me, it just meant a lot more to me. Um, people talk a lot about like, oh, like we are descendants of slaves. Um. Yeah, like a couple years ago, my grandfather passed away, and we got our uh, family tree. Knowing that you're uh, knowing the slave owner's name, that's weird. And seeing the slave owner's face is is different. Like it makes it that much more real. Like what well, makes it, yeah, it makes it real. It makes it. It's it's almost like a truth you don't want to know. Right. 
and it's it's a happiness, but I have a it's a it's a different level of responsibility. This is the first time I'm crying that you guys can't hear me. Um no normally like Shut up, shut up. <laughs> it's a it's a different level of responsibility I have to have to know that my I don't know how many greats. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Well, like, but a, it's not that three, far away. Like three? Three or four generations, maybe five, were slaves. Were slaves. And I know the man of I know the name of the man who owned my family. And I know the name of the man that released my family. It's the same man. It's the same man. I don't know how to feel about it. Wait, do you, well, I know you just said you don't know how to feel about it, but knowing that they're the ones that left land in you guys' name, right? Yes. Like, how do you feel about like having that land? I don't know because I don't know how I feel about anybody giving me something that they had to give. I don't know if the man was like, you know what, I'm going to give up my slaves and my land. I don't know if you do that willingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if my family was was good slaves. I don't know if my family understood the new the under understood the the nuance of being being good slaves. Right. I don't know if my yeah. family behaved. Right. I don't know. And I don't know how I feel if my family behaved. Cause I know the Boswell side of me is is about that life. Yeah. The farmer side of me, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I don't know That's how I feel. Weird. Just the name farmer, like knowing that you're Dude, yeah, like yes, on like yeah. a farm, like yeah. doing all the hard work. Like that's just crazy. It's crazy because like I when I watched the Ali show the movie, the Ali movie, mm-hmm. and he was like, Cassius Clay, that's a that's a slave's name. You don't you won't call me by Cassius Clay. You will call me by Muhammad Ali. Right. I don't know how to feel. I just don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. And I don't know if everybody has this experience. Because a lot of us have the experience of feeling like we were our ancestors were slaves. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling you right, I'm, I'm I'm here to tell you right now, it's a different feeling than knowing your ancestors were slaves. Right. Yeah, it's annoying. It's like my hope would be like knowing that they gave the land to you is um like hoping they were just like good. Like slave masters, I guess, or whatever. Like that's even an oxymoron. Uh, no, I know. I like, just don't just know. Hoping. I don't know how to feel, Reezy. I'm gonna be honest with you. This is one of those things that I don't get to talk about very much, mm-hmm. and this is one of those things I would love to talk about with my sister, maybe even on the podcast. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those things that when you know, it changes who you are. Right. You start to look at things differently because we all just say like, "Oh, we were slaves." Like I'm telling you right now, if they were to give out reparations, my family would get them because we were documented slaves. Right, right. Documented. I have them. It's in the the Virginia Library. Right. Like documented. Right. So to know for a fact that your family were was enslaved and released, released. Oh my God! A human being was released, yeah. and wasn't a slave by any fault of their own. I believe in slavery. I want to make that clear because I believe in the Bible, and I believe in slavery. But I don't know if we have time. Maybe we do. Slavery was designed 
is really like what prison is today. I believe in prison. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in the way people manipulate prison, but I believe in prison. You do something wrong, you get put away. Right. And you work. And that's your, like, you you get put away. Mm -hmm. That is the closest form of what God intended slavery to be. Right. And it's really annoying that people look at slavery as, like, this thing that God, that was created by Christians. It's not. What Christians did, what white Christians did, is they tried to justify their slavery. Right. And what they did was they, they would pick out verses that made them look good. Right. That is not what is intended by God. It is not. I want to make that abundantly clear. Right. And, um, but what slavery was, was you do something wrong to someone, you owe them. Mm-hmm. If you stole from them, you clearly don't have the money to pay them back because right. you wouldn't have stole. So you have to work for them. So you have you to work for them, it, yeah. work it off. And it also says in the Bible that the slave masters or owners or what do you want to call them mm-hmm. needs to take care of and love their slaves. Right. And take care of the families too, if I'm not mistaken. I got to go back and read it, but I wrote papers on this right. in high school. Yeah. So they have to like. No, yeah, you were not supposed to mistreat. No, no, slave, you were like, never supposed to mistreat right, anybody. Right. They and then owed the slave you. was supposed to or, to to listen like to the master to like, respect if you owed, them. Yeah, if you owe them, then you just got to pay it off. Like as yes, and they gave timetables. If you stole your his oxen, mm-hmm. you owe him five years of of, of service. Labor, yeah. So that I believe in. I think that is the most pure form of payback. Right, and it's not a punishment. It's a repayment right because i believe in slavery i also believe in reparations because you wronged an entire community of people you wronged them yeah an entire community of people i don't want to see your slave movies you i want to see money i want to see legislation and i want to see land we we are owed it and the reason I'm I'm standing on this so hard is because my family was in there. Right. When were we freed? I want to say the date I seen on this paperwork was 1865 that we were freed. Mm-hmm. I want to I, I want to say that that's when I saw that my family was freed. Yeah. When I looked at I'm telling you, I don't know how many of y'all have had the luxury of seeing your family tree. For me, I feel I feel more empowered now mm-hmm. than I did. But before I'm like, man, because my 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 mom is married to a white man, but he's a Canadian man. It's different. It's different. The history of Canada is just much different than the history of America. Right. So I rem- I'll never forget. I seen this picture at their house since she's been remarried. I'm like, who is this old ass white lady? <laughs> I know. Do you remember me saying that? Did I say it out loud. No, like, it just looked like, like who's strange. This old like, ass? <laughs> it looked like like just take the take the fa- the other family off of this picture, like. And I'm looking at him like, oh no, this is a real picture. And I'm looking at him like, oh, this looks like, this looks like my mom's husband. Yeah. And it was like his great great grandma, and it and it re- it made me realize that I will never know what my great great grandma looked like. Not great great, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I will never know what my family looked like from the 1800s. I'll never right. know. Mm-hmm. And I'll never know where we came from before then. See, this is the luxury that white people have. White people have the luxury of having a, an actual family tree. When you go on Ancestry, it gives you the names of the people. 
black people got to go on black ancestry that gives us the region we should be we belonged in. That's a problem. Our history was stripped from us. So that's why we're mad. I believe I believe that there is a level of I believe that there is a level of this inherent tribal need to be to be whole with our ancestors. I believe that. Mm. Because there's a reason why black people are angry. Yeah. And white people are not. Right. Well, white to be displaced from a, a, a from the place that you've known, like that's what you know to just be stripped away from that and to be thrown into a land like that you don't know, like and like everything is foreign to you, like and yeah, and then for you to become slaves, like looked at as like animals and trash, like that's crazy. It's crazy. And honestly, no offense to you because I love you. Um, it's annoying to me that you look at it as you. Like you look at it as, oh, you guys. No, nah, nigga, you too. <laughs> no, you know, that's, has... that, that's what's crazy. No, nah, nigga, you too. They ruined y'all too. No, the thing, no, I know, I know. It's just the weird thing with me, like knowing that I'm Puerto Rican and knowing like there's some yeah. black people that don't look at Puerto Ricans yeah. as being black and there's Puerto Ricans that don't see themselves as black. So like, like I told, like I say, like I relate more to like the black community because I know, like I have, I'm, I'm of color. Like, Listen, so I, it's just nigga, a weird dark, thing. Nigga, yeah, folk, nigga, rich nigga, still nigga. Yeah, and that's how they see you. Yeah, no, I know that's the thing too. Yeah, the police they ain't gonna be like, okay, well, what ethnicity are you like? Did you see what your brother posted? No. You see what your brother posted? I'm sorry, but I have unfollowed him. Oh, okay. <laughs> your brother posted. <laughs> Your brother posted this video. He was like, yeah, I'm sitting down eating my lunch on the side of the road because he's in something PA. My mom actually kind of talked to me about that, yeah. And dude, he was sitting there eating his lunch on the side of the road. The road is public property. Mm-hmm. White dude came out and said, listen, like, basically called him called him a nigga. Yeah. Nigger. Ugh. <laughs> I hate that word. And said he don't want him eating in front of his house. He's like, he basically said, "I'm gonna eat because mm-hmm. this is I'm I'm allowed to." Right. And the dude got like weird or whatever, and then he basically was like, "Look, that's why you you got to stay strapped up and whatever, whatever." I say that to say this: her brother looks just like her, just male form, <laughs> and my wife does not look black. She looks, she looks Puerto Rican, like J Lo Puerto Rican, that type of Puerto Rican. And uh, for the dude to just be like, you, you a nigga too. Like that, for his mindset no, to yeah, just be like, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. And they try to pit us together. And this is another thing that they try to do, even on a census. Hispanic people are not black and they are not white. They are Hispanic. But no other representation is on the census. Do you know why that is? Because in order to remain the dominant race they actually take people that are are hispanic Mm. and classify them as caucasian or as white because it it tips the scales of what this country looks like yeah i'm sorry i don't see as many white people as y'all say i see many more black people than you say when i'm in a neutral area it's very many more than just 12 percent of people that are black Mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. So I'm just I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, man. Like, there's one other thing I wanted to touch on. But, uh, it's probably not important. But yeah. Oh, this is what I want to touch on. Yeah. 
I drive Lyft. Y'all should probably know that. Like, as a side thing, I drive Lyft. I didn't even talk to you about this. I took this African girl home. She was from Ghana. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was just talking to me just about a lot of stuff. She had her accent. She was. I loved her, though. Yeah. I loved her energy. Her energy was great. She was just talking. She would not shut up. A mile a minute, just talking, 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 talking. Mm-hmm. But I would I was able to ask a couple questions in there and then have her just go off. And I wanted to give her my number because I wanted to really talk to her. Mm-hmm. She, I want black people to hear this. Because I think a lot of black people, like a, a lot of African people make us seem like less than. Mm-hmm. And a lot of white people make us feel like less than. So it's hard being an American black. And then we look at Africans too as less than. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's just this whole thing that they've done to us. Right. And... She was like, listen, I'm not going to do her accent because I don't think I can maintain it. I don't want to disrespect her. She was like, listen, like, <laughs> they came over and took our people. That hit my heart. I never heard an African call us their people. Yeah. Not once. Not once. And I've dealt with a lot, I've, I've dealt with a lot of Africans. And African people, for me, in my life, have always had this, this thing of uh, their... their there's something wrong with their disease. Mm-hmm. They look at us like diseased black people, like because we are not African enough. Right. And uh, she was like, nah, like what they teach us in school, they took our people and then they gave us diseases. That's what they look at the white people as. Yeah. Think about the perspective. Right. They took us and and, and just, just did what they wanted with us. Right. I never even thought of that perspective. Because they always teach us that, oh, no, the Africans. And I'm kind of questioning that, too, now. Not going to lie. I'm questioning that, too. Because I question everything now. Yeah. Because did they really sell us? Or was it, like, bargaining? Mm-hmm. Like, don't take us all. What, think about it. I don't know. I don't know the answer. But they make it seem like in school that, yeah, the Africans sold y'all to us. It's not, now we mad at Africans. You right. see the division? Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I just know what I was taught. Right. Now I'm looking at it like, did they, did they sell us or did they go, listen, don't take us all. Please, don't take us all. Don't take us all. If you just take these people, we won't fight. We won't fight back. Right. Maybe it was a bargain. I don't know. But I can understand that. Mm-hmm. So when she said they took our people, that... That's, I've never felt that before in my life. That was the most, that was a powerful, she don't even know that she said it. Yeah. Because she just said it. Yeah. But how she said it is how I knew that this was in their curriculum. That's how I knew it was in their curriculum. Right. She was taught it. Because mm-hmm. I was taught something different. Because it was not my perspective. My perspective is that we were brought over here. She said they took our people and they gave us diseases. And then she was just going, uh, once she said that, I'm not going to lie, everything else she said after that, I just kind of, uh. That's it, so crazy. Like, we watched the 90 Day Fiance thing. Mm-hmm. And you know that couple where it's the, the guy from, is it Ghana also? He's from Ghana? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's Nigerian. Nigerian. Okay. Well, yeah. He was uh, getting married to an American. And the reason why his mom wasn't approving because she was afraid that the the lady was going to take her son, and take him to America so that he can become a slave for her. Think about that. Do you, that's crazy because it's almost like their brains were frozen in that place. Yeah. 
where any white person like that trauma, comes over that here, crazy. that trauma is centuries long. That trauma is crazy. So I just I wanted to speak that I don't look, man. This is not like a blackity black podcast, but it is what it is. Yeah, like we in the world well, for that this we live time in right now. Yeah, this this is a time capsule. And when we all look back on these times, I think we're going to look back and go, we did something right. We yeah. did something good. Yeah. We changed. The... For me, for my kids, my kid, I've never felt more black knowing. Like, I just had tears in my eyes this whole little segment. Like, But I never in my life felt more black and felt more justified than when I found out that I was really the descendant of a slave. Yeah. Now it's different. And my wife is one generation removed from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. We have such a rich history to give to our children. And they need to know it all. Right. And they need to feel it all. I want my kids to know, no, I'm black. That makes me want to see, like, how far have we come, like, and what happened, like, with my, like, ancestors, too. Because I don't know much past, like, my... My grandparents, for real. The thing is, though, your grandparents, your ancestors were less touched, in my opinion, because you come from an island that still had a different light. Like, Puerto Rico still has some of its language. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. You see what I'm saying? Like, to know that you still have some of your original language Mm -hmm. is powerful. Yeah. Because there are words in Spanish. Borican. Boricuan, Boricuan, mm-hmm. Boricuan. That though, there's words that Spanish doesn't know, Puerto Ricans know. Y'all still got that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Your family yeah. is still from that. Mm-hmm. Even your 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 dad is from there, but your grandfather was not born and raised in freaking New York. Mm-hmm. He was from there. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you still know people from where you come. Yeah. And I think that's important. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So because we have such a rich knowledge now of where we come from, we have a responsibility as parents of color to ingratiate that with our kids because knowledge is power. Right. Once our kids are, when our kids are growing up in a, um, when our kids are growing up in a time, in an area where, I don't know, in a time in an area where they're with white people mm-hmm. and they're growing up in a time where blackness is becoming less taboo and more cool. Yeah. Man, I feel good about our, our future. Yeah. I don't know about you. Like it hurts. Cause we got to get the hurt out. That's why right, I'm crying. Right. Cause it's a lot, man. Right. It's a lot. We got to get the hurt out. We got to, we got to feel this hurt because yeah. it is painful, man. Yeah. It's painful to know that like people literally were, man, like they literally took us because they didn't want to do the work to build a free nation. And then we're like, okay, fine. We can free them too. And I'm going to tell you something else that it runs deep. I didn't, I don't know who I talked to. Maybe it was to you about it. I talk so much mm. every day. It runs deep. To the point where we look at anybody that doesn't speak our language as dumb. Yeah. Have you ever realized that? No, yeah. No, I see You know it, it as being Hispanic. Yeah. Anybody that has an accent, you already like see. Like it is normally white people, but yeah, other people too that speak English clear. Like they look at the other person like, What? What did you say? Like that you see the attitude, you see like 
uh, like that came like from the bothered. white Americans. Yeah, like that's annoying. And that's why they looked at us as less than human because we didn't speak their language. Yeah, that's crazy. Is it? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that? Isn't that crazy? Think about it. Like I just want y'all to think about it. I want y'all to think about it. Understand. Because what y'all call heritage with this Confederate flag, Mm -hmm. we call oppression. Here's the irony. We don't have heritage. You stole it from us. So we're, that's why we're angry. Right. We're looking anywhere to have something that's ours. And then when we find something that's ours, y'all take it. Right. There's a pain that we have. Right. We're not connected to our people no more. We don't even know who our people are, and we feel like our people don't even like us. But when I heard this African, I don't care. I know I know that it's childish, and I know that it's not the way to be, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say it. Her saying that changed my entire opinion about my relationship with Africa. Yeah. It's, it changed my entire relationship with Africa. Hearing her say, y'all took our people, was, was empowering. It makes me feel like y'all, y'all still kind of y'all, y'all still like us. Yeah. <laughs> y'all still love us. Y'all yeah. still see us as family. Right. We didn't choose this side. Right. We didn't choose this side. We didn't even know we could leave this side until about twenty years ago. Oh, we can fly places and go and move other places. I got a cousin in Germany. He was like, Chris, you know, like the lie that America tells you that no other places like America is like. Like a huge lie, right? Yeah. Like what? He's like, Germany's great. Like America makes it out to be like this is the only free nation. Like it's not true. I was saying something too, like I forget her name. But um she's she's a like a doctor or a teacher, something like that. But she's like an older white lady or Mm -hmm. and um she was just like showing the comparison of the maps. Oh, I know. That's like how they really are supposed to be. It's weird. Like how the proportions are completely off. Like the United States, it seems to be like this huge like continent. Landmass, yeah. Yeah, and really like South America is seven times the size of uh, North America. It's it's like it's crazy. Yeah, like brainwashing, and that's why black people are just always skeptical of everything. Yeah. You wonder why black people are so stereotypical? Because we don't know nothing else. Yeah. You just have to think. Man, listen, I, we could talk about this forever. These podcasts over the last couple of weeks have just been long. And it's not because we just want to talk. It's because there's a... We just had this conversation before the podcast. It's not because we want to talk. It's because we got something to say. Mm-hmm. It's because we got something to say. It's not easy. Life is not easy for anybody. Right. But, like, as black people, as people of color, and that's another thing. As as people of color, we all got to band together. We all got to band with our Native American brothers. I don't even know what to call them. Our Native brothers and sisters. We got mm-hmm. to connect with our Mexican brothers and sisters, our, our Eskimo-type brothers and sisters. Yeah, it's so annoying, too, like, talking about the Mexicans, too. Like, they live on the same continent. Like, it's an invisible line separating us. Trust me, I, I deal with this every day. That doesn't even make sense. When like, you look at the face of a Mexican, they look no different than the face of a of a, of a native of a Navajo freaking Indian. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, they're the same people. And weirdly, this is another weird thing. I believe that you can hear a person's race. 
No matter what. I believe black people got a different sound and tone. I believe Hispanic people, like not even Hispanic people, like island people got a different sound and tone. Yeah. I believe native people got a di- Why does a Native American from North Dakota sound have the same English as a Mexican American? If you listen, I don't know if you've ever done this because mm-hmm. I, I study this stupid stuff. It's so stupid to even study this. But I study this. I listen to the way that they talk, this, the way that they say their words. It's like their brains have have made it so their mouths move a certain way. Yeah. So they even sound the same. Sorry, I had it set on a two-hour time. No, timer. don't scare me. <laughs> My light is set on a two-hour timer. We've been down here longer than two hours. But um, they're, they're, they even sound the same. Like they're like how they talk is the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you see that, and they even try to this, the fact that they try to separate people that natives that live in North Dakota from Mexicans is weird. That is freaking strange. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like even even that language is still kind of ingratiated. Yeah. Like Spanish people call corn elote. Mexican people call it maiz. Why is that? Because that's the native word for it. That's why they have corn mazes. Yeah. That is a that is a native word to right. this side of the world. Not not corn. corn. I don't know what the heck corn is because when you look at elote and then corn. you look at maiz, how do you come up with corn? Like, I don't, how, how do you even get that word? <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> But I study stuff like this. I study regional things. I study language. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know that. Yeah. You know that about me. I'm always, When I'm learning Spanish, I'm like, oh, it's like this word. That word means this. That's right. why I can remember this. Like, mm-hmm. But anyway, man, I don't want to get into a... We could talk for hours about this. I just want to say to everybody, happy Juneteenth. Hey, listen. And last thing we want to leave on, happy Father's Day to everybody. Happy belated Father's Day. I was about to remind you. Huh? That was about to remind you. Um, no, nah. happy happy belated Father's Day to everybody. Listen, every year I say this, women, this is not the day for you to pretend, not pretend. This is not the day for you to go, I've been a father and a mother to my kids. That's impossible. Stop it. If you can't find, I, I said it three years ago, and I'm going to keep saying it every year. If you can't find a worthy father to celebrate on this day, then just take the day off. Yeah. Just take the day off. Don't talk. <laughs> because there are plenty of dads that are out here. Dads. Happy Dad's Day, right? Yeah. There are plenty of dads out here. Like, I do this. Like, I'm true to this. Yeah. I discipline my kids. I love on my kids. I, I, I pump things into my kids. Mm-hmm. I try to create men. That's what I'm working on every step of the way. So he's a boy, but he's on the trajectory of being a strong man. Right. That's what I'm trying to build. And I'm a I'm a father. I'm a dad. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just take the time to really appreciate dads. I know this is like after the Father's Day. But Father's Day gets n- n- not even half the love that it deserves. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. Because there are so many fathers that aren't there, maybe they're dead. Maybe they're in prison. Maybe they're... Just they just chose not to be around, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that, and that's true. That's a real thing, and I'm not trying to discredit it. What I am saying is that there are plenty of people and plenty of men that step up. And shout out to the fathers. One of our close friends, mm-hmm. 
Shout out to the fathers that step up for other people's kids. Yeah. That's a different love. I'm not that mature. Oh, yeah. I'm just being honest. I'm not that mature. <clears throat> I'm not at that point. I can't be somebody else's dad. <laughs> so I got to talk to you about something after this. But um, okay. I can't be somebody else's dad. That's tough for me. So shout out to them, man. Happy Father's Day, man. Happy Juneteenth. Like, it's a happy time. And my birthday's coming up. <laughs> um, my birthday is right around the corner. And happy, like, anniversary of the Cavs winning the first championship. Like, that's where the <laughs> clip comes from. Cleveland, this is for you. That is a four-year-old clip. It's the four-year anniversary of Cleveland's Cleveland Cavs' first championship. Right. My first championship in Cleveland in my, in my lifetime. Um, that's going to forever be important to me. But, like, listen, man, at the end of the day, like, this, if you listen to this podcast, I just want you to take something from it. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I want you to know that everything that we do comes from a good place. Everything that we do comes from a place of love, period. There's not much. Comes from a It starts with love. Right. Love conquers all. Right. I believe that love is the start of almost everything. Everything good, I yeah. think love is the start of. I think everything everything good starts from a place of love. Yeah. And that's what that's what we listen, everything good starts from a place of love and that's where we start and that's where we end. You are loved. Be loved. What you got to say? You look like you had something to say. Oh no. No no no. Nothing, no. Nothing to add. We love y'all. Continue to support us. Um there's there is a there's a shift coming. There is an uptick coming. God has something great for for us and what we're doing and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm my hands are open yep ready to receive it and we love y'all man we will see y'all next week maybe before next week i might drop a surprise something you know what i mean drop you never know hot, man you know? drop a little some some surprising <laughs> but uh we love y'all man be safe be well um stay woke uh be loved and be official oh yeah <laughs>